0: Come on and give some fire. So come on and give God some praise. Let's pray. And let's begin to talk about the eight essential ingredients for total prosperity. Mm -hmm. All right. Most gracious heavenly father, Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that because of Jesus, we have been reconciled to you and that we have a right to receive heaven on earth. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth and shows us the way that we should go that we may profit in every area. Father, we thank you for your written word that is filled with wisdom, correction, instruction, reproof, and allows us to go the way that we should go. We thank you for our man of God who is so mindful and wants to be so in sync with you that he's giving us instruction that even sometimes don't seem to make sense, but they are designed to cause us to prosper. Help us to be a people who can see, hear, and understand and do. Help us to be a people who can see, hear, understand and do so that in the day of adversity, we might have victory. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? The instruction is designed so that in the day of adversity, we might have victory yes. but do you remember like when you talked the first message of the year and you were saying um and i always be changing out the F, the r so i want you to do the r's we one of them is reformation mm-hmm. but what are the other two
1: it was re, it, it was it was reformation Um, yeah oh. <laughs> i forgot what they were i, <laughs> I, I, I were. <laughs> i've been reading i've been reading the guy but it was he he was he was gonna be reformation uh, I think there was reckoning, reckoning reward. Uh, no, it wasn't reward. It was a um, recompense? recompense, recompense, recompense,
0: Okay. The reason I want you to remember that yeah. is that if you look at what's happening in the world, this is really a reckoning. It is. It's really a reckoning. But some of you who are entrepreneurs, let me speak to you. Your mindset needs to expand From just wanting to be a solopreneur with you to being a kingdom led business that has employees that can be led by the Holy Spirit Mm. that can help preserve some of these things. Mm. Now, I want to say to some of you who are who work for other people, you have been content being not. I don't want to supervise anybody. I don't want to lead anybody. But one of the things I learned from Pastor Edwin is that the higher up you get in leadership, The more you have to say about who gets fired, who gets laid off, who gets promoted. Right. And so when believers have this idea that we only want enough for us, we don't want any extra responsibility. We are fighting against what God is saying when he says that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Some of you need to begin to press into leadership principles. You need to press into growth strategies because God needs you in rooms, sitting around tables so that when decisions are made, you can make sure that what is being poured out is reformation and it is bringing transformation and that the right people are staying on the job. The right people are getting promoted. The right opportunities are being taken.
1: Yeah. Now is not the time. For the body of Christ to be shrinking back. Come on. It's actually just the opposite. Now is the time for the body of Christ to rise up and begin to take our rightful place in every industry that there is arts, entertainment, politics, education, medicine. You know, the Bible says that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Who are the people? Not the ones who are just in authority, all the people who they are leading. Those people are rejoicing because everything is going so good, even when it's not the best of times, you know. And so, I just think it's important that 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 we say to to the people at FOC is, "Hey, I don't. We don't care what it. We don't even care what it looks like, right? We don't even care uh, what the economy is, economists and stuff are saying. This is a great time to be alive because we are. We we have wisdom and insight available to us that other people don't have." And when we tap into that, that pushes us to the forefront. Absolutely. I want you to
0: confess this. I want you to say, Holy Spirit, position me properly. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, position position me properly. Mm. There are going to be more moves. People are going to move to different cities. People are going to move to different jobs. Stop fighting against what God is doing. And put down your pride thinking that you know better than God. I say this all the time. Had I not listened to God in 2019, my business would not have thrived the way that it is thriving now because I would have been out of position. And what God was telling me to do, it did not make sense to me. But guys, I want you to stop and think about this. Why do we think That the God of the universe who has told us his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, that what he is saying to us would make sense to Mm -hmm. us until our mind is renewed. The truth of it is, is that most of the stuff that God is doing in our lives, you are not going to understand until you get to the end of it and look back.
1: Yeah. Because God, gi- God gives it to us in
0: parts. In parts,
1: yes. as we go. As we go. He
0: gives it it's to a us leading as, as we, we go. go. Yeah. Now, how many of you have felt a leading, an unction to get another job, to look at expansion, that maybe you're in the wrong city? I want to see your hands because I'm telling you that God is doing something and you cannot allow fear and you cannot allow comfort zones and you That's cannot true. allow people pleasing to cause you to be out of position. What if Joseph... Everybody talks about how low down it was what Joseph brothers did to him. But even in that, it was a setup for Joseph to be in the right place. So I need you to stop focusing on who you think is digging a ditch for you. I need you to stop focusing on who you think your haters are. And I need you to say, Holy Spirit, position me properly. Wherever I'm supposed
1: to be, I am willing to get there. And let me tell you about position and we can get into this word, but... I had someone I was talking with this week, and they were like, Hey, for almost two years, I've been hearing you say that everybody connected to FOC is supposed to make $100,000. I didn't really believe it until the last six months because I didn't have a degree. You know, I've been fortunate on my job, but I didn't have a degree, and I just didn't know how I was going to make $100,000. They did some re. Um, what you call a reorganization at this person's job, and the person, the person's boss got like two promotions up mm. when they did the restructure. Well, guess who that boss pulled up with them? You better call that on. particular person. That person is now making a hundred and three thousand dollars a year with no college degree. You don't have to let having a degree or having some particular thing that the world says you have to have before you can have what God says you can have. And I think that's I want I don't I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but some of you have been been struggling with that because maybe you didn't have a degree or maybe you you think well I have a bachelor's degree in this particular field and my field doesn't pay that. If you'll just believe God, you I'm telling you just like God moved the hand of, of, of pharaoh the move the heart of pharaoh he will move the heart of the people who need to get you it, who, who who positions you as you said holy spirit will position you so that that can be your thing it doesn't have to just be i got five degrees and now i can make a hundred thousand god can do it without a degree and i just i thought that was such a great testimony he shared with me because he was honest he said it was like that thing he said lord i believe but help my unbelief he said for a year and a half i didn't believe he said in the final six months, I was just like, OK, what, what is it going to hurt me to believe what Pastor Edwin said? What's it going to hurt? So I just I thought that was great. So whoever is out there who was struggling with this idea of making one hundred thousand dollars because you didn't have a degree. I need you to get rid of that self-limiting belief. I need you to throw that away. Well, let me help you. I had three degrees. I wasn't making one
0: hundred thousand dollars. There you go. I had three. Educated, got a law degree, master's in psychology I, because it is not. It is not the degree you have or don't have, right. it's whether you will believe God. Yeah. Put in the comments, believe God. Believe God. It's whether you will believe God. Now I want you to hear this, because this is a caveat. And I know Pastor Elm will agree with this. You only need a degree if God told you that you need a degree. That's true. Now, the because here's the thing, because this is why it's important to know what did God say. If God told you to go back to school, you can't now use what Pastor Edwin said to say, I don't have to go back to school. Right. That's the point I'm making here. Right. Right. Because sometimes somebody's being asked to go back to school. They're afraid to go back to school. They don't like going to school. And so what they say is, well, Pastor Edwin just said, we don't have to have a degree. We don't have to have a degree unless the Lord told us that we need a degree. So, for example, if the Lord told you that you're supposed to be a surgeon, you know you need a degree. Right. 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 So don't you have to hear clearly because what's the thing you say? You have to hear
1: clearly and interpret clearly.
0: You have to hear clearly and you have to interpret clearly. Does this apply to me? So when he just said that right there, you don't need a degree. If he, if the Lord has already told you that you need a degree, you know that that word doesn't apply to you. Technically,
1: said is you don't have to have a degree. You
0: don't have to have a degree. That's what what you said. You don't have to have a degree. That's what you said. All right. Now, let's dive into the teaching a little bit, right? So, the purpose of this teaching is to share with our partners. You're our partners. Mm -hmm. It's to share with you what we consider to be the eight essential ingredients for total life prosperity. Mm -hmm. Now y'all know, Pastor Edwin I told y'all I wrote these notes. When I write the notes and stick to the notes, it is really something serious that I'm trying to make sure that we get out because that is not my normal modus operandi, right? The first thing we must establish is that total life prosperity is the will of God.
1: TLP. Is the will of
0: God. Is the (laughs) will of God. Total life prosperity is the will of God. Total life. I don't care what your mama said. I don't care what big mama said. I don't care what the other pastors say. Total life prosperity is the will of God. I need you to put it in the comments because if you don't establish that it is the will of God, then the enemy will steal it from
1: you because you don't believe it's God's desire for you to have. It. And let's and let's 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 put this on the table as we get started. You believe in prosperity, you do. You I can I can prosperity. prove it to you. If you are born again, right? If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior you have received the most prosperous thing you could ever receive. Come on. So so you, so don't, don't get into this thing of, I do I believe in prosperity or not? If you accept the gift of Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have accepted the most precious gift you could ever receive. So you believe in prosperity. You do. You believe in
0: inheritance. Mm-hmm. You believe in abundance. You believe in health. You believe in supernatural debt cancellation. If you have accepted Jesus Christ, you believe in total
1: life prosperity. You do. You, you, do. Do. you
0: do. And you, and you don't have to argue with anybody out there
1: on the Internet you or in YouTube about how prosperity gospel isn't the will of God. Prosperity gospel is the will of God. It's why he sent Jesus. It's the most prosperous thing we could ever receive. And you know, one of the dumbest things to
0: me, one of the dumbest things to me is that we could know that we have a better covenant with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and we could look at the old Testament and see that God made people rich yeah. and then believe that now with Jesus, God is not interested in whether we have financial prosperity, whether we have healing, whether we have good relationships, it just doesn't no make it make sense. Yeah. It doesn't, it make, doesn't sense. make sense. So what does third John two say? Cause we go look at the word. Yep. Third John 2 says, Beloved, above all things, I wish that you would, what? Prosper, prosper and, and, and prosper and be in health even, even as your soul prospers. So we learn something here right now that it is the will of God for us to prosper and be in health. Mm-hmm. Even as our soul prospers, and we've said this many times before, you will never live above the condition of your soul. Mm -hmm. How you treat your body is based on your soul. How you engage in your relationships is based on your soul. Whether you pray or not is based on your soul, but it is the will of God that all of us would prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. Mm -hmm. Now, John 10 and 10, what does it tell us? Mm-hmm. It says, I have come. Who is that? Jesus. Somebody mm-hmm. say, G-, what's his name? Jesus. Jesus. I have come that you might have life. We know that word life is zoe, no which means to have the abundant life, mm-hmm. the nothing missing, nothing broken life. Jesus said, why did I come? I have come that you might have life and have it
1: more abundantly, mm-hmm. all right? And, and here's the great thing about John ten ten. right? You read that, and we know that before this, he says the thief cometh, but to do what? Steal, steal kill, and destroy. and destroy. Well, you have to ask the question, what is he coming to steal, to kill, and destroy? He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy the prosperity that belongs to us through Jesus Christ. So to say the prosperity gospel doesn't make sense, then the devil wouldn't have anything to steal. He wouldn't have anything to kill. He wouldn't have anything to destroy. And so we know that based on that scripture, when he says that the enemy comes but to steal, kill, and destroy, he says, but I have come that you might have the Zoe kind of life and that you may have that life to the full until it overflows." overflows.
0: Now, think about this. It says if the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, well, he's not stealing sickness no. from you. He's not stealing poverty from no. you. He's not stealing mental illness he's from coming you. coming for that
1: total life. He prosperity. is coming
0: for the things that Jesus is freely giving mm-hmm. you, right? Jeremiah 29 and 11. Mm-hmm. For I know who, the Father. Mm-hmm. I know the plans that I have for you, said the Lord. They are plans of what? For good, good and, and not, not Disaster. disaster to give you a future and a home. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you just read scripture, you will give up some of this malarkey that God got you going down through. He always gotta have his foot on your neck in order to teach you something. God wants us to live a good life. He wants us to be a representation of his goodness in every area of life so that people would see our marriages, our finances, our health, and our relationships and say,
1: what must I do to be saved? And it's so good because he says, I'm going to give you a future, right? He says i'm going to give you the future i'm going to establish it and then i'm going to give you a hope that you can hope toward that future yeah he says i want your i want your your eyesight i want you to be looking out toward this total life prosperity i've made available for you put in the comments god has a good
0: future for me mm-hmm. god has a good future for me now once we establish that something is god's will for us We have a responsibility to find out our part if we desire to be partakers. That's true. So now we've read, we've used three scriptures and there are many more, but we have used three scriptures to establish that God wants us to have total life prosperity. Mm -hmm. It now becomes our responsibility to find out what is our part. Proverbs says it like this. The scripture isn't in the notes, guys. It says all. wisdom is the principal thing and in all thy getting Get an understanding, Get an understanding. Mm-hmm. So God I just read that you got help for me how should I take care Of my body God, I just read that you want me to prosper. How do I prosper in every area of my life? God, I just read that you got total life for me. How do I live this total life? God, how do I tap into the plans? I have to seek the wisdom and then I've got to do what God
1: is telling me to do. And you know, he gives us a key in that very first scripture you read in third John two, when he says beloved above all things, I wish that you would prosper and be in health. He says, here's the key. Even as your what? Soul. Even as your soul prospers. So if you want to live a life of total prosperity, you have to work on your soul. Now we know when we man's a tripartite being, so when man gets born again, God takes care of the spirit part, right? Our bodies are just our bodies. It's our it's our earth suit. The thing we have to work on, the thing we have to mature, the thing we have to grow in is that soul realm, which we know is our mind, will, emotions, imagination, and intellect. We have to work on that part because that's the part that the enemy wants to come and pollute so that we end up forfeiting this total life prosperity that God's made available for us.
0: Absolutely. Now, as believers, how do we shift our soul? Everybody type this all caps,
1: the word. The word. The Word. How do you shift we, your soul? We don't need New the Age word. principles.
0: We don't need sage. We don't need astrology. We don't need moon. We don't water. need numerology. We don't need numerology. We don't need angel numbers. We got the Word and the Holy Ghost. The Word. How do you shift your soul? The Word. The Word. The word. And some of you. You need to get the perversion out of trying to yep. shift your soul. Yep. Listen, you don't need the law of attraction. You got the word of faith. Listen, you don't need no crystals. You got the rock of Jesus Christ. Come on now. <laughs> you come on. and you It's the word. So what my responsibility is to find out what God wants and to get in scripture and find out what scripture says. And the Bible says in Romans, it says faith comes by hearing. So I don't need to go to someone who believes in the universe to find out that God wants me to prosper and be in health because I got a Bible that tells me that.
1: Come on, I don't need to go to, I don't have to spend time burning sage in my house, trying to get rid of evil spirits. I read my word and find out that I can command the spirit to go. I promise. I don't need that,
0: right? So oftentimes when we read scripture or we hear a prophetic word, for example, our pastor has said that everyone in fellowship of champions should make a minimum of a hundred thousand dollars. You have a right to do A that. minimum of a hundred thousand dollars. Now, if you pay attention, you will know if you have read any reports, that they are now saying that $100,000 is the minimum that a family needs to make not to be in poverty. Mm-hmm. So when Pastor Ellen gave us this word, that wasn't the report right. at the time, but that is the report that if you're gonna be able to tithe, if you're gonna be able to have savings, retirement, housing, all of those things, you need to make a minimum. Everybody say minimum of 100K. And that's yes, barely, I got you that's, that's, that's
1: barely pushing you into into middle class that, that ain't upper middle that ain't middle class that ain't upper middle that's barely getting you over the poverty line to be truthful now they'll tell you the federal re- the government will tell you that that number is lower than that but anybody whose number is lower than that you're re- you're receiving lots of government assistance which if you added all of that up with what you have would put you at about that hundred thousand dollar mark
0: now i was reading last night that like own that 86% of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. make less than hundred k, mm. But it ought not be named among believers. No, not
1: among it ought not be m-
0: named among uh, uh, believers. Why? Because God said he would make us the head and not the tail. And mm-hmm. this is what I think doesn't happen for believers a lot. When we go out here and see what the minimum standards are, mm-hmm. what regular people are able to do just off of their work, their connections, whether they know Jesus or not, Every believer should be able to say, God can do more than that in me. Amen. God can do more than that in me. If somebody who don't love Jesus, if somebody who is burning sage, if somebody who has no regard for God one way or the other can get out here and make a hundred thousand dollars or more, that's the least I can do because I have
1: the wisdom of God available to me to direct and instruct me. And can I tell you how hungry, and you know this, but can I tell you how can I tell y'all? how hungry people are to receive wisdom and insight. There's a woman who is selling, selling people a program to teach them how to talk to their guardian angel. She made $2 million last year. She made $2 million teaching people how to talk to their guardian angel. Listen, people are so desperate they're going to to soothsayers and mediums and dealing with crystals and and, and, and and trying to burn plants and everything else because they're so desperate to hear from god but we're sitting here telling you that god has made it available for every single one of his children to hear from him both universally and uniquely that is
0: so good, and you know one of the big problems that we've had is that we focus so much on the down and out that we don't consider the up and out. One of one of my favorite um, one of my favorite moments of sitting in first class, I was talking to to a guy, and it's it's very interesting because I don't typically like to talk right, on Right, CJ.
1: Lines. Right, right. <laughs> and you, <laughs> the
0: church can't get people to tie. No, right. Um, I was sitting in first class. It was one of my first times riding in first class. And I'm sitting by a man who literally has built a 1000000 multi-million dollar business. It is multi-million dollar business. He asked me what I do. And I'm talking to him about the work soulship that I do. Mm -hmm. He begins to talk to me about how his wife recently left him in spite of all of the things he gave her, Mm -hmm. right? As he is talking to me I say to him, I say, I know that you're an important man and a lot of people listen to you. I said, but would you like feedback? He said, yes, I'd like feedback. I said, you gave her a lot of material things, but based on your conversation, I can tell that you didn't honor her. Mm. She left you because your money did not replace the dishonor. Mm. I said, you begin to think that because you made more money that she was stupid. That she should be grateful for however you treated her. So you're saying to me, you don't understand how she would leave you. She left you because you dishonored her, and your money will not win her back. If you want her back, you need to honor your Mm -hmm. wife. I had the, I couldn't have said that in coach. Right. I I got to say that to him because I was sitting where he got all of this money, but he was up and out. And we don't realize that when we get in these rooms, not only does money allow us to help the down and out, Mm -hmm. money gives us access to be the voice of wisdom to the up and out. And it's a lot of up and out. It's a lot of up and out. It's a lot of up and out. It's a lot of of people who send me messages and tell me that they make a lot of money, but their marriage is messed up, their health is messed up, their mind is messed up. We wealthy people need Jesus too. Mm -hmm. Wealthy people need wisdom too. And when you begin to understand that, if you really want Jesus to get his just reward, you begin to understand that money is a way to get access. Money is a way to get to be in the room to share the wisdom of God, the favor of God, and to say to people, God sees you and even though you have a lot of money, you're still broken. You're still drinking every night. You're still having to smoke weed in order to be happy and God has an answer for you. And the truth of it is, let me just say this, The challenge for a lot of people, the reason that you don't think about the wealthy like that is that you were taught to have disdain for
1: the wealthy as though the wealthy is the reason for your poverty. And and you haven't broadened your mind and opened up the idea that, hey, the more I have, the more I can help. The more I have, the more I can help. Because you can have a heart to help people, but if you don't have anything to help them with, all you got is a heart to do it and people can't eat your heart. And so if they, they hum- uh, if, if they hungry, they, it, I'm talking, I ain't talking about your physical heart. <laughs> I'm saying if you have a heart to, if you have a heart to give people food, but you don't, you can't give them food. They can't eat your desire to give them food. Absolutely. And so the reality of it is, is the more you have, the more you can do. The more I have, the more I can help. The more wisdom I
0: have, the more I can help. The more money I have, the more I can help. I. The more I have, the more I can help. So I don't know about you. But I want every dime and dollar that belongs to me in this season because there's some people that need my help. And you know why?
1: Because I can be trusted.
0: Because I can be trusted. Somebody
1: ought to type that in the comment section. I can be trusted. The Bible says, until you learn to handle that which belongs to another man, how can God give you that which is your own? I have proven to the Father I can be trusted in the financial realm.
0: I can be trusted in the financial realm and I have proven to God I can be trusted in the realm of wisdom Mm -hmm. because some of you, your promotion is tied up because you are two different people. Let me go ahead and talk about it. When you are outside of the saints, you don't give people God kind of wisdom. Mm. You tell people what you would do. Mm. What you would do is irrelevant. What would God do? So literally, the reason sometimes people aren't following you to your church, the reason that they don't want anything to do with your God yeah. is because when you, you get like by them. yourself, you look like you, look like you, them. Them. you say I'd have them out too. Mm-hmm. You say you should go ahead and mm-hmm. cuss them out. You say it don't matter if you steal a little time yeah. from the company. And if you live double-minded like that, God cannot trust you, and there is promotion that He will limit you. Yeah. All right. Now. Oftentimes, we read the scripture and we see what God has promised us, and we do so without seeing that He requires us to keep re- what He requires to release the promise into our life. Mm-hmm. So we just sit back and say, wealth and riches should be in our house, but we won't take a class, mm-hmm. we won't tie. We won't get instruction. There are some of you, no matter how many times Pastor Edwin has said, I have said that you should make $100,000 a year. You won't even look for $100,000 jobs to see what's out there. Some of you don't even know that there are people getting paid more than you're getting paid for doing the same work that you are doing. hmm So we're going to talk about these and I'm going to give you all of them and then we're going to begin to work through them because we're not going to get through all of them today. So here are the eight essential ingredients for total life prosperity. Write them down and we'll walk, begin to walk back through them. Number one, desire. I'm just going to name them for right now. Mm -hmm. Desire. The second one is decide. The third one is declare. So desire, decide, declare. Got a camera page. Number four is dedicate. Number five is discipline. Number six is develop a total prosperity learning environment. Number seven is do the work. And number eight is don't give up and quit. Now, if you didn't get all of those, that's fine because we're going to work through these, right? So I'm going to take number one. Pastor Emma's going to take number two, and then we'll see where we are at this point, okay? Number one, if we are going to live a life of total prosperity, total
1: life, total it?
0: life, prosperity, mm-hmm. we must desire what God desires. Mm-hmm. Psalms 37 and four, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Before we look at the word desire, let's look at the word delight. The word delight comes from the Hebrew word and and add which means to be soft and pliable the word desire comes from the hebrew word misalah which means to request and petition the application of this scripture is to make ourselves soft and pliable to the lord and then make our petitions from what he desires for us mm-hmm. pause did you hear what i said This scripture is not a black card of prayer that I can just want whatever I want and God is obligated to give it to me. This scripture says I should delight myself in the Lord. I'm going to make myself pliable to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord, when you created me, what did you have in Mm -hmm. mind? Lord, what do you desire for me in 2023? Who should be my friends? Where should I go to church? What city should I live in? How should I eat? And then whatever he tells me, I'm going to make myself pliable. This indicates- Soft and pliable. Soft and pliable. This indicates that there will be times that God will present his desire to us and our flesh will not like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. There will be times that God will give us his insight on what he desires in our life and we will be hard and stony in that area. And it is our job to make ourselves pliable today. And and let's
1: not skip over these words. To make ourselves. Make ourselves. So let's be clear. God is not going to leave heaven and come down here and force us to be soft and pliable, he will whisper to us. He will guide us. He will talk to us. But it is to make ourselves. It's. The, it's the, those are the same words that the psalmist used when he talked about make a uh, make a when he, when he talks about uh, making ourselves boast in the Lord. When it, it, nothing's going to come and make you do it. It's making what we're going to talk about in the second one a decision, right? He says to, and I love the way the way you orchestrated this because when people look oh, at Psalms, so Psalms 37 and four, people look at it and what they do is they go, oh, the Lord's supposed to give me what I want. Hold
0: on a second. Y'all, babe, like my notes, I do a good job. You did a good job. Oh, okay. All right,
1: go <laughs> ahead. I'm sorry. In Psalms 37 and four, it's like people really do. They they literally read this and go, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desire of your heart. Okay, God, you're supposed to give me what I want. You missed the whole first part of that statement, which was to delight yourself in the Lord. Well, what does that mean to delight yourself? You said it means to make ourselves. Make ourselves. To make ourselves soft and pliable to the Lord. And then, and then, only after we've made ourselves soft and pliable, do we make our petitions from what he desires for us. I'm not praying for what I want. I'm praying for what God wants for me. That's a very different posture of prayer. Well, and the the posture of prayer sets us
0: up like this. When I go into prayer after giving Thanksgiving, right? I should be asking God for wisdom, not giving God instruction. God, I've got this situation in my marriage. God, I've got this situation in my money. God, what would you have me to do today? Right? Right. And then once he begins to give me instruction, I should be praying from that instruction. Mm -hmm. I know that most people are jacked up in their prayers and most people don't get their prayers answered because you have taken a scripture like this and said it gives me the right to tell God what I want. But God is not obligated to fulfill your will until your will aligns with his will. And so if I want total life prosperity, I must make myself pliable and soft, soft and pliable to the Lord. So you just ask the Holy Spirit right now, Holy Spirit, am I soft and pliable to you?
1: Go ahead and just ask him right now. And when and when and and if you hear no, then you say, Holy Spirit, make me soft and pliable. Show me what to do. Show me how I need to shift. What do I need to give up? Right.
0: That's the first step. I must cultivate that desire. Now, let me give you this. This means Pastor Edwin and I have used this example many times. Everybody knows that when we first graduated, when I graduated law school, when he got his um, teaching certificate, we wanted to move to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said no. So what we did was we stopped meditating on Atlanta. You will never become soft and pliable to the Lord,
1: meditating on what he said no to. And it doesn't mean that the desire hasn't risen, at least for me, I'm just talking about me. It doesn't mean the desire hasn't risen up over time, but I keep making myself soft and pliable. If you don't keep making yourself soft and pliable, then you will get out of what he desires for you. And get into what you desire for yourself
0: and create your whole thing. And come on, Chris, once God has said no, come on, everybody put this in the comments. Get that off your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Many of you have ended up offended with God. You have ended up in sin. You have ended up in rebellion because after He said no, you kept entertaining. Yeah. It. After he said that wasn't the person for you to date, that wasn't the car for you to get, that wasn't the city for you to move to, you kept meditating on it. And here's what happens when we continue to meditate on what God said no
1: about. Mm -hmm. We go and find people who justify why it's okay. And, and, and and, And I love how Nitra said that. Stop meditating on it. It doesn't mean it doesn't come up. But when it comes up, you have to deal with that and go, no, God said that's not for me. This thought, does, this thought is not mine. I send that thought back to the pits of hell. The problem is when you start meditating on it, well, why can't I move to Atlanta? Cam and Octavian moved to Atlanta. Even my sons ended up in, in Atlanta. You know, it's like they went to school there. Why well, I can't go to Atlanta. And and, and then you just start to meditate and meditate and meditate on it. And then the Bible says, then you become drawn away. By the love. Of what? Your own flesh. So now I'm not desiring anymore what it is that God wants from me. I'm desiring what strict wants from me. And that's a dangerous place to be in. And what you do
0: is you make a trade for who is your God. Yeah.
1: I become my own God. you
0: become your own God.
1: And we are bad gods.
0: We are bad gods. And what we do, I wish somebody would admit they've done it. You wanted something so bad you found you at least one somebody who would justify
1: why it was okay. I helped the people. I set them free. I found a scripture to justify it. Well, come on. Let's just be honest. People have done it. You, you wanted to do something. You searched the scripture and you found the scripture and misinterpreted it so you could feel good about what you was doing mm-hmm. because we are bad gods. We are bad gods. So we we've all
0: done it. We have. We've all done it. And if some of you, are, if you are in there now, you know what you need to do. Repent. Yeah. God, I'm sorry. I've created this. I tried to make something be something that I tried to get you to bless what you said, know about. Be like I God, repent. I
1: know what you said. Come and I changed I changed my mind about what you said. I changed. Just it. be honest, and God will set you. Repent. Turn, and God will set he, He'll set you back on that right path. We've all done it. We've all been there.
0: We've all done it. So everybody say desire.
1: Desire. So
0: I got to create this desire because once I know what God wants, I got to meditate on it. Mm-hmm. What do you do if you don't know what God wants? Start meditating on pleasing mm-hmm. you. I don't know exactly and what he'll you want, but I want to please you. I want to
1: please you. He'll
0: start talking to, to you. I love it. Keep just saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah, me. Come too. on, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. Su- We've done Every, this. i'm Sorry. Yep. Is this helping you guys?
1: Now let's go to two. Yeah, because once you get desire in the right perspective, not your desire, but God's desire for you, then you got to make some decisions. So, number two is about deciding. This is the second ingredient for you living a life of total life prosperity. The Bible says in Joshua 24 and 15, it says, Choose you this day whom you will serve. Mm-hmm. We just discussed that. Are you gonna serve God? Or are you gonna serve yourself? It says, but as for me in my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And you have to say that about you before you can say it about your corporate house. house. Yes. <laughs> and, I'm gonna as for me in this house, I'm gonna, serve, I'm gonna the serve the Lord. And once we know and understand the will of God, then, then we must make a choice to either serve him and fulfill those desires or, the, or to go our own way. Am I going to make the decision that I so wanted to live in Atlanta that I'm going to go even though God said no? I think one of the hardest, you know, and I've turned down a few jobs. In, in, oh, I know what I've, you're I've, say. I've turned down a few jobs in my life, and there's two of them. Uh, that that even now, sometimes I think about them. But when I think about them, I have to remind myself, no, I obeyed God and I I can create whatever scenario I want to about how it would have turned out. I don't know that to be true or not. And it was a job in Seattle and a job in Harlem, New York. Those two particular jobs are two jobs that the enemy tries to tell me sometimes that had I taken those two jobs, I'd I'd have been this, or I'd have been that, or I'd have been that. And they're not jobs that I didn't apply for. They're jobs that I applied for, interviewed for, were offered, told them no, and they came back with a better offer. But God said no. Now, I ain't care about that Seattle job, because I I (laughs) wasn't going to
0: Seattle. It rained too much. But the job is a good job. job. Oh, that Harlem job. And I could just see myself living, living in a, a brownstone, stone, I know. walking down the street to get coffee every day. Man, I just like, but the Lord
1: said no. And people ask me, they say, well, how could you, how did you turn down a job like that? Because God said no. How do I know that had I taken that job, I wouldn't have been on my way to work and got mugged or killed and left my family early. I don't know. that that wouldn't have happened. I don't know that it would have happened. What I do know is God said, not now. That is not your job. This is the thing that people don't understand.
0: Okay, if you go back to Genesis, in Genesis, when he tells them not to eat the fruit, he says, if you eat of this, you will surely die. Mm -hmm. Every time we disobey, we kill something. Mm -hmm. You don't always physically die, but if God intended for you to be here, And you choose to go over there. Now, God is really good. He can work things for you good even after you disobey. But when I choose to disobey him and not go here and go here, I killed what was for me over there.
1: The choice to take that job in Harlem or not was mine. God wasn't going to come down and force my mouth to say yes or no. He was like, I'm telling you, this is not your job. Not at this time. I tell the people, I'm sorry, I can't take the job. I don't think it's going to work out for me and my family. They say, what is it going to take to work out for you and your family? What is it going to take? What is it going to take? I throw out something astronomical to throw them off the trail and they say, okay, not a problem. Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, oh my God, this must be God? Now, no, this must it <laughs> must be God. They they gave me everything I want. They were going to give me housing, they were going to give me a year of, uh, I mean they're going to give me a year of housing, they were going to give me transportation, and they were going to pay for the move and they were going to pay me X amount of dollars. This is this is more than I want. This must be God. When I know that I heard God say no, the question becomes while I am free to not obey God, I am not free. To choose the consequences of not obeying God.
0: Hey Paul Salah.
1: I'm free. I'm, I, am, I, I, grown I enough am grown enough to do whatever I want. I do, do not have to listen to God.
0: I do not have to listen to but God but I do
1: not get to pick the consequences of
0: not listening to, God. Not
1: listening to God. That's the why the Bible says in Deuteronomy 30, 15 and 16, he says, I said before you today life and prosperity. I said before you death and destruction. Verse 16 says, for I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep what his His commands. commands, his decrees, and his laws. Then, after you have kept his commands, decrees, and laws, then you will live. Then you will increase. And the Lord your God will then bless you, empower you to prosper in the land you are entering to possess. That wasn't my land. Harlem wasn't my land because God said that's not your job. So because he said Harlem wasn't my land, we got a chance to visit Harlem, but we didn't get a chance to go and live there because it wasn't our land. And you can't possess something that doesn't belong to you and expect it to turn out well. And I, I, mean, I don't know well, how else to teach that. Well, I, I,
0: y'all <laughs> like, and I think that this is so important. And I say to you all the time, this is why it grieves me in the body of Christ. To watch believers cosign other people's sin. Yes, I'm like you. You you have such a you regard, cheering them
1: on to sin. You,
0: you are cheering on sin. You must not have any understanding of the implication of disobedience, mm-hmm. because just because it looks good today does not mean a reckoning is not coming. Mm-hmm just because it looks good today does not mean it's a reckoning that's not that's coming that's not coming and i watch believers every single day co-sign sin because we are impressed by things that
1: god is not and here's and you know you know i'm 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 cogic at my core and so i believe this in my heart when you are when you are out there co-signing people sin yep. The Holy Spirit's trying to talk to them about changing, but you keep clapping for them and their come wrongdoing, on, that on. blood becomes required at your hand. It does. I just I'm a firm believer. Because in the hand.
0: scripture says that it would be better that a millstone be, be tied, tied around, around your, your neck and you, and you, you be, be cast
1: into the sea than for you to call even one person to, to stumble.
0: stumble.
1: Come let do y'all hear what we're saying? And that's in the fact, way. put this in the comment section. Say, "I do not applaud sin." I do not applaud sin. I do not applaud sin or those who sin. That's right, Everett, I don't cosign sin. I don't cosign sin. I don't cosign sin.
0: I don't cosign. I sin. can love
1: you without cosigning your sin. I,
0: I what, what? Everybody, take a deep. What? I can do what? I
1: can, I can love, love you without cosigning your sin.
0: And many of you have had the opportunity to be the voice of reason, but you told people
1: it was okay. You went with the crowd. You went with the crowd. You saw them doing wrong. You knew they wasn't living right. You knew they weren't making good decisions, but instead of you pulling them to the side of saying, hey, listen, I want you to know you may totally disagree with me. I love you. And because I love you, I'm going to tell you this. Instead, you just jumped on there with everybody else and like, you go, girl. You go, boy you co-signing sin and encouraging someone to keep going down a the road they shouldn't that blood is going to be required at your hands.
0: I, let me say this since we out here cuz and then we may can get to the next two. But let me say this guys. If people feel comfortable sinning around you it's cuz you don't look like God. Mm. You ain't got you ain't got nothing on you. If if people feel comfortable this is the truth. When I used to take the boys to the barbershop, every barbershop I have ever taken the boys to, because you used to travel all the time, I would hit the door and Tommy would say, pass Sean in here, stop Mm -hmm, all that cussing. mm -hmm. If people cuss and drink and smoke and and talk about who they cheating with and talk about who they having sex with and they not married, if they are willing to do that in front of you, it is because there is nothing about you that reflects Jesus Come on They don't see nothing about, Nothing about you
1: Says to Don't get mad Become self aware Don't get mad Repent Become self aware That that's what's happening And then repent Understand that's why They're comfortable doing that
0: The only reason I would call Chris And tell Chris I was having an affair Is to either two reasons One I want to get out so I call somebody because I want to get out or because I know she's going to co-sign for me. And she's going to say, well, you know, everybody, everybody's struggling with something. And here's the thing. His grace is sufficient. You're only
1: going to call who you want to hear from. You with- already know what they're going to say. You're only calling the people you want. you You only calling the people who you already know what they're going to say. So based on what you want to hear, it's who you're going to call. Saints. So you should ask
0: yourself, why do people in your job say what they say? You should ask yourself about the people who comfortable coming sitting up in your house. You should ask yourself, baby, listen, the one thing I love about my grandmama, it is many things. But when me and you got engaged mm-hmm. and we went down there to spend the night, she said, y'all ain't married. She said, now, I don't know what y'all do with y'all house, but what y'all not going to do is lay up in this house God provided for me and live like him si- sinners. She said, you going no, up?
1: You know, she put you in the room. <laughs> yeah. she,
0: she said you going up there, back there in that room, and showing you, you going, going, going up, up there to that house. Yep. That's where you're gonna stay. But see, y'all care about y'all kids so much that you'll let them lay up in the house in 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 straight shacking sin fornic. They can move in with you and live that way. Well. You'll let your son bring his girlfriend to your house, even though you know he got a wife.
1: And that's like somebody told me literally about a week or so ago. They said, well, you know, the Bible don't say they're living together is a sin. I said, you're right, but it do say having sex before marriage is. So I, so don't tell me that you're living with somebody uh, of the opposite sex that you're attracted to and you're not having sex. Get out of here with that. Trying to use the Bible to justify it. No, the Bible doesn't say there's anything wrong with living together. But when you start doing something else, the Bible is clear.
0: It says something wrong with hunching and not being married. Now, that's what it, say. now, it, that's say, what it says. It says something wrong with hunching and not being married. Well, when well, you
1: don't keep your pain to yourself. All
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're trying to help the saints because, see, some of you don't even realize that God is talking to you about it. You're talking to God about money. And God is talking to you about integrity. And you want to know why God won't move your money, but he ain't concerned about moving your money until you move your uh, the temperature, the thermostat on your integrity. Come on now. No, Amy, right. And it does say avoid the, the very appearance, appearance of evil. Right. Can, do can Think about the stuff people tell you. All you got to do is think about the stuff people tell you. All you got to do is think about the stuff people do in front of you. I am so glad. Baby, let me tell you something. I don't care. I am glad that I am like you, Ola Johnson. I am glad it's stuff people don't do in front of me. Mm -hmm. I'm glad. I want to live like something. I want you to know that you should not think you coming in my house and my space and living in a way that disrespects the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You think we can do these last two?
1: Depending on how long you spend on it.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) so after so we got desire we got desire and then we need to declare so earlier chris told us once we found out something god isn't pleased with we need to get that off our mind so what needs to we need to declare we need to start say what god is saying mm-hmm. romans 10 and 9 it says if you declare with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him for the dead from the dead you will be saved that principle is a principle is a principle. Mm-hmm. So what it means is that once I find out the will of God, I must declare the will of God, believe it in my heart and my confession will deliver me. Yes. So once we begin to say we will not move to Atlanta, that delivered us from yes. Atlanta. Yes. Once we begin to say there are certain things we won't do, it delivered us from that thing. Mm-hmm. So I got a desire and I got to decide. And you need to understand that desire and decide this is one of those things desire and decide they're like ingredients in a cake that don't have to go first or right, second right. sometimes you go decide yeah, first and yeah. then the desires go mm-hmm, come mm-hmm. sometimes you're going to get the desire and the decision is going to come but those things are always in motion and from those things it should change your declaration mm-hmm. it should change, change what is with, coming what out of saying. your mouth Amen. so for example if you know you're supposed to be married and God has already told you that he wants to work out your, your, um, your marriage situation then you don't always be calling your girlfriend talking about I'm thinking about getting a divorce mm-hmm. because that confession is not going to deliver mm-hmm. you. But on the lot, on the other hand, if God has told you not to date somebody, you don't keep declaring, I can see us married. Yeah. So you've got to declare, right? Mm-hmm. This scripture that we see in Romans 10 and 9 and 9, it is the principle for how the kingdom works. Mm-hmm. God reveals his will then we believe it and confess it and we are delivered or we receive the salvation contained in that promise, Mm -hmm. right? So when we accept Jesus, our personal savior, we confess him, then we receive the salvation that is attached to Jesus being Lord. Absolutely. So when I confess whatever God is saying about me, I'm going to receive the salvation contained in that promise. Mm-hmm. Job 2 and 28 says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your way. love it. God created us in his image with the ability to speak things into existence. He made us creators, but we must submit our creative ability to To him him. or we will create things outside of his will. I'm going to say that again. Mm -hmm. God created us in his image Mm -hmm. with the ability to speak things into existence. He made us creators, but we must submit our creative ability to him, or we will create things outside of his will. Ask the Holy Spirit
1: right now, is my creative ability submitted to you? And whatever you create outside the will of God, you're then responsible for maintaining. And not only that, but it's never going to be, it's never going to be its best. Even even though you may have had good intentions, anything created outside the will of God eventually becomes a mess. It, it does. And whatever you leave God to
0: get, you got to stay away from God to keep. Mm. You hear that? Whatever you, who, whatever relationship you get outside of God, you got to stay away from God to keep it. Mm-hmm. whatever. job, Because here's the thing. Um, Crystal Robinson talks about how she used to get upset with me because I talked about obedience so much mm-hmm. and she would mute me. She said, but whenever I would get her off mute, she'd still be talking about obedience. Mm-hmm. See, whenever you get God off of mute, he's still talking about what he was talking about before. Mm-hmm. He's not going to change it. So you can go out and spend 15 years away from God. When you come back to God, He going to still be saying what he said 15 years ago. God. He's not going to change his mind because it's you. Oh he's not going to modify his truth because it's you. So you have got to declare what he says and create. According to what he says, so you don't create a bunch of counterfeits.
1: Mm. All right. Yep. And then, and then the fourth thing you have to do, and we'll we'll stop this to get us by halfway. The fourth thing you have to do, the fourth ingredient for total life prosperity, is then you have to make a decision to dedicate. You have to dedicate yourself to the Lord. When we read over in Corinthians and it talks about um, the the people who gave their way out of poverty, people like to focus on the part where they say they gave their way out of poverty. But if you read that Holy Scripture, if you read that scripture, it says the first thing it says, they gave themselves themselves to to the Lord. Lord. That's the first thing it says, they gave themselves to the Lord. Then they gave themselves out of poverty. The word dedicate, according to the King James Bible Dictionary, it means to set apart and to consecrate to a divine being or, to, be, or, to, or uh, to a sacred purpose. It means to devote, uh, to be used for sacred use, by a solemn act or by religious ceremonies, as to dedicate vessels, treasures, a temple, an altar, or a church to God or to a religious use. When you think about this word, dedicate, I want you to think about it in these terms. It means to devote to a divine being, God our Father, or to a sacred use, consecrated, appropriated, and given holy to. The problem with most believers mm. is that we don't actually give ourselves holy to the Father. We yeah. give, we give the, we give what we determine to be the broken pieces to the Father. God, I need you to fix this for me. I need you, God. I need you to fix my marriage, but I'm, I'm gonna stay in control of my finances. Oh God, I need you to fix my finances but I'm I'm gonna stay in control of my own decision-making. Most people don't wholly give themselves to the Lord, which then makes it impossible to give themselves wholly to whatever God has called them to. Did y'all hear that? Most people don't give themselves wholly to God. And as a result, it makes it impossible for them to give themselves wholly to what God has called them to. W-H-O-L-L-Y, wholly, completely, thoroughly to what God has called them to. Are
0: you, are,
1: have you given yourself wholly to the Lord? And the problem with not giving yourself wholly to the Lord, according to James 1.18, is that when you don't give yourself wholly to the Lord, you become a double-minded person. The Bible says that a double minded man is what unstable. unstable in what all of his ways. way. Uh, what does it mean to be double minded? It means to be wavering. It means to be doubting. It means to be uncertain. It means to divide it in your interest. That was my God. Favorite. I want to serve you. I don't know if I can do it God's way. God, I want to honor you. I don't know if I can do it your way. I'm divided in my interest. What, there's only two interests, really, if you think about the, the, the world that we live in. I'm either going to serve God or I'm going to serve the devil. devil. So now I'm divided in my interest. i say I'm a child of God, but half of the time I'm living like a child of God, but the other half, I'm living like, I'm living like a devil. And he says, you cannot be double-minded. What does it mean to be unstable? It means to be, in, to be inconsistent. It means to to uh, to be wavering, to be wavering, to, to be, be going back and forth. And so we have to make sure that if we're going to live a life of total prosperity, that we dedicate our lives to God. What does that mean? I give myself wholly to the word. That means I don't pick and choose in the word what I want to live by. I live by the things that, that that are easy for me, and I live by the things that's hard for me. Because let's just be honest. Gossiping ain't hard for some people, but it is for others. Overeating ain't hard for some people, but it is for others. Fornication's not hard for some people, but it is for others. I live by what's easy and hard. And watch this, because you, you say it all the time. I can do hard things until they become easy.
0: I can do hard things until they become easy.
1: So I can I can obey as hard as it may be for me to obey God in this area. I can do it, and if I keep doing it, guess what? It's going to become easy.
0: Absolutely But I got
1: to dedicate myself I got to give myself wholly to the Lord So
0: those are the first four Desire, cultivate your
1: desire I love what Kedra said, Lord I give up my inconsistency
0: Lord I give up my inconsistency Anybody want to take Kedra word and come with me I give up my inconsistency Because
1: that, that, when you dedicate yourself To something that you, you take away inconsistency Inconsistency exists because you lack discipline Because you haven't dedicated yourself To something High-class athletes have dedicated themselves to that particular sport. You don't have to like LeBron James. You don't have to say he's the best player ever. But there is no doubting he's been able to do what a lot of people haven't been able to do in a particular sport that only a very small percentage of the population has ever played. Because he dedicated dedicated himself to being disciplined to a particular sport.
0: Are you dedicated to the Lord? Yeah. If we looked at if we had an
1: opportunity, I give up my inconsistency to
0: interview people who know you from different walks. Because the people at church may say something about yeah. you different than what your friends would say, mm-hmm. different than what your co-workers would say. If we if we put them all in a room, would we would they be talking about the same consistent mm. person? Or would they, or, or would we be like, well, Kim is a little this in inner circle, but Kim is a little this with her co workers, mm-hmm. and Kim is a little this with her family, right? Pete, that's right, Nitra, be one person. Many of you, because the scripture it talks about that we're unstable in all mm-hmm. our ways, right? if you're unstable in all your ways and you've got multiple voices hearing you, I said the other day, a lot of believers have spiritual script, schizophrenia mm-hmm. because you got you got a voice to say, cuss them out. You The voice to say, cuss them out is so loud. You can't even hear Holy Spirit when he say, don't cuss them out and sure. walk away. Sure. You have
1: to mm-hmm. dedicate yourself to the Lord. You haven't become disciplined in hitting the ball, but You but so you say and do whatever you feel like. You haven't been disciplined. You haven't dedicated yourself wholly to even hitting a pause button to hear what Holy Spirit would want you to do. I just heard this. Are you
0: dedicated to the Lord or do you want the Lord to be dedicated to your will? Mm. Am I actually dedicated to the Lord? I said the other, I said this morning, I said God is still good even when you don't get what you want. Yeah. When you don't think God is good unless you get what you want, it shows you aren't dedicated to him. What you're dedicated to is God being dedicated to doing what you want him to do. Mm. So we think this is a good teaching right here. We think it will help you. We have, we we can look at every area of our life that we have ever seen improvement in, and we have applied these things. Yep. Whether it's fitness, marriage, money, whatever it is, we have applied these things because these are the ingredients for that total for total life, life prosperity. Yes. These are, and if you want to prosper, when you so if you look at, I, I challenge you to do this. If you look at areas of your life that are thriving, you can see these things.
1: Absolutely.
0: If you look at areas of the of your life that aren't thriving, you can see where some of They're these things are lacking. Things. They are That's absent right. of those That's things, right? right? So what do we want to do this week while we're preparing for part two of this? We want to upgrade our discipline in the areas that are inconsistent. We want to upgrade our discipline in the areas that are inconsistent. That is our practical application. We're going to look at desire. We're going to look at decision. We're going to look at um, dedicate. We're going to look at I'm missing one.
1: Decide. Number three. Number three. Number three. You have to have desire. Declare. Declare. We're
0: going to look at that. We're going to see what's missing and we're going to level up. Everybody Mm -hmm. put level up. Now, some of you may want to start the level up today by rededicating your life to the Lord. Because as you went through this, you said, Yes, I've accepted Jesus, but I'm not dedicated to him. Mm I've accepted him, but I'm not dedicated to him. I, I haven't
1: given. My, I just keep hearing that I haven't given myself wholly to him.
0: I haven't given you need myself wholly to, give holy to, to, holy
1: to the Lord. So if that's you
0: and you're like, I haven't given myself wholly to the Lord, I want you to put in the comments, "Today is my day. I'm coming home today." some of you are in relationships god has told you he's not pleased with some of you are still in cities some of you are still have friendships some of you are still eating in ways that he's told you he's not some pleased with. some of you ain't apply
1: him. for the job he's told you to apply for now how do you know he's told you to apply for because you're not making a hundred thousand dollars a year you're supposed to be and so i'm rededicating myself
0: to the lord today and and this is the thing i want you to understand you need to make a decision that no matter how many times you fall, you're going to get up. Come on now. You Yes, when you're walking with the Lord, you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to
1: miss it sometimes. But
0: guys, there is a difference between slipping and falling and laying in the mud. Come on now. There is a difference between slipping and falling and putting mud all over you. So if you've been laying in a pig pen today, you've been laying in a place that God is not pleased with, today is your day to rededicate your life to the Lord. And one things that i really loved about church the way i grew up is that we never discourage people from rededicating
1: Man, rededicate you your
0: rededicate life. your life If right now you already know if there is something in your life that's out of alignment with the lord don't think you're gonna receive all of this out of alignment come home come home to obedience come home to dedication come home to exalting god's mm-hmm. desires over you come home mm-hmm. so if you've come home today i've seen a few of y'all in that if you if you have rededicated today put it in the comments let us all know why so if you say something on facebook we can message you so that we see you act out acting crazy we know that we should say something to you if you have rededicated today be bold be just as bold as you are when you are out of bounds be bold and say i am rededicating my mm-hmm. life today I am coming home to the lord today i have been out of bounds i have been in the mud and i am coming home i give up that life of
1: inconsistency i
0: give up that life of inconsistency Mm -hmm. i give up that life of double-mindedness come on put it in the comments put it in the comments see because we would be doing you a disservice to let you think that you're going to live all this stuff that God is telling you that you can have doing your own thing because you're not.
1: No, because all you're going to do is create something outside the will of God. And we just said, anytime you create something outside the will of God, you're creating a mess. And we don't want you to create a mess Don't for create your life. no
0: more messes. And some of you may be like, Pastor Sean, I'm already in a mess. Come home so God can work you out. Amen. of. Amen. I love it. Jamie said, I give up that life of inconsistency. Yes, I give it up. Come on, who else? I know there are other people. We're getting ready to get destiny. Says, I give up that life of inconsistency and double-mindedness. I rededicate. Praise and if God. you even yes, feel man. like you Amen. should do it, and Amen. the enemy's trying to tell you not to say it, open up your mouth and put it in the comments. Don't let the devil Listen, ain't no you shame today. here. We're ain't all no growing shame. and becoming. Ain't no shame. Mm -hmm. Dia, I'm rededicating my life today. Kidron, I'm rededicating my life to you today. Come on. Don't let the enemy keep you in bondage. See, he wants to keep you silent Mm -hmm. so you lose accountability. You got to say, guys, I'm in this life. So because I'm in this life, I need y'all to help me. Mm -hmm. We got to help each other. Mm -hmm. We got to help each other. This person, Facebook user, I can't see their name. They say, I, reded- I, I rededicate my life to a, a, the Lord. If y'all know who that is, make sure that you connect with them. Man, come on. Let's walk this thing out. Let's live for Jesus. Let's experience a life of total prosperity, and it's your opportunity to give. Amen. But first,
1: you gave yourself to the Lord. Get Before you give a tithe, before you give, give a Lord. before you give to the scholarship, before you give to Children's Church, before you give a seed to me or to Pastor Sean or anybody else, Give yourself to the Lord, because if you don't give yourself to the Lord, just throwing money out there is not going to do anything. God wants you. You're more important than money. Yeah. He uses money as a mechanism in which to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others in return. But God wants you. And
0: shout out to all of these people, these precious people of God who have yes. said I want to rededicate I today. Yes. We love you guys. Mm-hmm. I love what Kedra said. Come on, testify, Kidron. Life was more fun when he was involved anyway, if I'm honest. Y'all put that comment up on the thing. Man, Kidron, it takes a lot of courage to boldly say in front of everybody, if I tell the truth. My life was more fun when he was involved anyway. Mm -hmm. That stress you've been feeling, that never being at peace, that always angst. Man, come to the Lord and get rid of that. You're carrying stuff you're not designed to carry. You're trying to solve problems that are outside of your pay grade. Come back to the Lord. BJ said, I rededicate my life to you. Guys, don't let life circumstances cause you to leave God. I love it. Don't let life circumstances cause you to leave God. Yeah. Make a decision today. If everything in my life go wrong, I'm sticking with God. I'm sticking with, I'm God. Sticking with
1: God. I'm sticking because with God. Because let me tell
0: y'all something. If everything in my life go wrong and I stick with God, he can turn it around. We
1: so believe it. it is one of the qualifications for us remaining men. Absolutely. That's how, that's how strong it is. It's one of our joint uh, qualifications for Remaining in this marriage, I'm st- we gotta stick with God. We gotta stick with God. We gotta stick with God.
0: I love that destiny said, I will no longer allow life circumstance to cause me to leave God. I am sticking with I God. I love that. This is beautiful. I'm God. Sticking you don't with know God. how
1: I, those words make everything we do worth it. It makes every early morning, uh, Friday morning prayer call, every late night of refresh, every uh, teaching on Monday, every teaching on Tuesday, and all the study in between, all the prayer in between is for that right there. For somebody to say, I'm no longer going to allow life circumstances to cause me to leave God. I'm sticking with God. Can
0: we get some hearts and some fire and some praise for I'm these people with who came back to the Lord? I'm
1: sticking with some of you, God. Some of
0: you, you've been out of church too long. You've been away from your Bible too long. You're, the voice of God is getting dull for you. You're living by inferior intellect. Come on and come home and stick with God. And
1: and you, and you may not even be one of those people who have any problems, but you just don't hear God like you used to. Mm. The enemy's just trying to lull you from hearing the voice of God so that when you need to hear him you won't be able to. Come on. So all anybody, I don't care what your circumstance is, whether you got the new house, the new car, the happy family, whatever, if you're not hearing the voice of God, you need to get back to that place you need where you are hearing God every day.
0: Now I want to challenge partners. You've seen the names of people. I want I want some of you to make a decision. I'm going to connect with these people. I'm going to check on these people because you know that this is easier if we do it together. Mm. And some of you need to get back around the people who have your solutions Mm. instead of hanging with the people who share your problems. Come on. You hear what I said? You need to get Get back back around the the people people who have your solutions and stop hanging stop hanging with the people who share your problem. Because
1: it's comfortable and fun that you can wallow in the scene in the problem. Because they want to normalize your mediocrity. Well, my God Normalize
0: today. your carnal living. Normalize you your double-mindedness. I'm telling can you, the people of light. God, it is your time to be blessed. It is your time to prosper. But you cannot prosper spending your time with people who don't value God. Mm-hmm. You cannot Prosper sticking with people who don't value God
1: that's right come out of the storm now
0: hear me (laughs) I'm gonna tell you this I know for a fact it is irritating to hang with somebody like me when you ain't trying to live right I know it is but the reality of it is is that you would rather have people like me in your life that's not going to co- co-sign your sin and call you home than people who go tell you that it's cool lull you into sleep and then your life get destroyed. Because the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right but ends in destruction. Mm-hmm. Get back to your church. Get back to your crew. Get back, get to, back, your back to your word. Get back to prayer it's your opportunity to give we can get on up out of here after this now it's you we just can ways to give Give giveify push pay tithely text to give or paypal and for our international partners at foc church nwa now, again, I need some of you, you saw the people in these comments, you need to reach out to people, ask them how you can support them, make sure that you're checking on them, hold them accountable. And now you people who put it in the comments, don't run from these people when they trying to love on you. That's right. Don't run from That's these right. people when they give you them little eyes because you say something crazy on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. Don't run from them. Let them help you grow up because we all need discipline and discipleship. Amen. All That's right, we need. you know the announcements. We love you so much. If you guys want us to know you rededicated, and there's some way that we can help you send Pastor Elwin our message so that we can be praying for you. If there's a specific thing that you're working on, we love you so much, and we will see you at this week's activities. You ought to share this with somebody. Yes, you ought to share this. You with ought to share somebody. this one. You ought to share this. Yep. bring somebody next week. We love y'all. Have a great day.
1: God bless you.